Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Is the next X-Men shooting soon? Do we have a ton of awesome concept art for Thor? And did Guardians of the Galaxy 2 get a perfect 100 score? Find out here on Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Excelsior to you, our merry Marvelites. Welcome back to our 118th show. Ooh. That is a big number. I feel like, I feel older having said that number. No, well, you are. I mean, I am technically. And now you're older. That has, well, it's you, happening. It's science. It's just going and going, but we have a lot of little news, uh, some exciting little stuff, and Legion dropped, yes. and we have to talk about the glory that is Legion I'm joined, as always, by the ever-lovely Marquia McCarty. Hey. Oh, I'm glad to be here. This is a really fun day. Happy Valentine's Happy Day, Valentine's. y'all. You too. Yeah, and to y'all out That's there. That's why Matt isn't here. He's, it's his first Valentine's Day as a married man. He's betrothing. Yeah. But from here on out, we get him back. <laughs> we do. We do. We'll get him back. We'll get him back. Uh, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Marquia McCarty. That's M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y, or Snapchat, at Darth. Thin Mints. Darth is Invader, Thin Mints says, and Girl Scout cookies, which are on sale now. Oh, it's true. They are. It's upon us. Ooh. Fat season. Ooh. I've already so- had two bites. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Alan Kistler. Uh, you can find me online on Twitter at Sizzler Kistler. Uh, S-I-Z-Z-L-E-R K-I-S-T-L-E-R and uh, the podcast Crazy Sexy Geeks has started up again, so you can find it on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud. Alan is a nice. frequent contributor to the show and one of the most knowledgeable comic fans I've ever met, which is saying quite a bit because I try to make that my thing. It's uh, like encyclopedia. It, yeah, it's very this like guy. it's like deep knowledge. It's yes. the stuff I'm like, someone knows that. Alan knows that. <laughs> <laughs> it's that one like deep cut I need. Like how? Yeah. What? Why? <laughs> He's uh, got like categories in there. Yeah, I don't get and it. And a search function. Beautiful thing. I'm really jealous <laughs> of your Google brain. Uh, so you can subscribe to us on iTunes at YouTube. That's not how iTunes works. You can subscribe to us on <laughs> iTunes at Marvel Movie News. You can find us on YouTube at YouTube youtube.com slash popcorn talk network you can find us on the popcorn talk website popcorn talk network.com follow us on twitter at marvel news ptn or at the popcorn talk and you can also find us on facebook though we don't use it as much at facebook.com slash marvel news show and if you link out a link to our show whilst we are live aunt manthony in the booth will retweet you now we used to have a lovely gentleman named doom he is no longer the man running things but he does have his very important agents of shield minute which we'll get to later because that man loves agents of shield as much as i love spider-man which i you know i respect and love him for so we're going to get on to the news we've got some quick bits at the top uh the first bit of news is that sophie turner let the cat out of the bag in a very strange way while referencing Game of Thrones <laughs> that apparently X-Men shooting soon. She said, uh, yeah. quote, we're about to start shooting the next X-Men. She told, hey, you guys, we just finished shooting season seven of Game of Thrones. We've got a couple movies to do before X-Men starts and then we go on to season eight. I mean, that's about as casual as it gets. Yeah. I don't think she realized. I don't think she realizes how rabid the comic book world is. <laughs> I'm going to the office on Monday, and then you know I'm going to do a full week, and then I might hang out on the weekend. I don't know. We'll see, guys. Way, we'll see, there. guys. Maybe yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah. 
Like she I, has no idea. I but just we benefit. We do. We do. We certainly do. And <laughs> Game of Thrones benefits because they know what's going on there a little bit more. Uh, I mean, good for her for having multiple movies to shoot. I personally didn't think the next X Men with that lineup was happening. Um, yeah, I just thought it had fallen by the yeah. wayside. I thought all these rumors were just that. Right, so right. I guess this is about as confirmed as it gets. So are they doing? 1993 since... God, I hope so. 1983 was the last movie, and 1973 was the previous, and 1963 was the previous. And I guess they'd have yeah. to. And I then think... they, they, maybe they'll finally bring up, like, Beast, you're not aging, and this is hey, weird. None of you are <laughs> aging. Look like, at you, five years older, ten years older. Yeah, Wolverine yeah. is no longer unique. None of you gro- none of you, none of you guys and gals are How aging. How do you guys all have a healing factor? I have a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with your like when, when there's that joke throwaway line to Moira, it's like, oh, she, she hasn't aged a day. She looks fantastic. Like, Charles, have you seen Alex? <laughs> Alex was like twenty He's in nineteen sixty-three. Yeah. Like, what? What's going on here? Him Charles Warren came back younger. What? What is Charles? The uh, they'll, they, they'll maybe touch on that, uh, and they'll maybe touch on the fact that they left the mall and didn't have a single scene in the X-Men. I just, I'm yeah. still hurt about the mall to this day about the apocalypse scene they shot at the mall never showed it wasn't in the oh, final cut oh that one because isn't that a whole different movie and that yeah. small rats meet some um, X-Men and can I, I say uh, I think for consist- uh, consistency's sake which they're not very consistent with nope. it, it has to be 93 it has to be it that's, has that's to the be. X-Men we know the X-Men that's, we love yeah. it's Jim Lee's X-Men if it is 1993 you gotta have the cartoon theme song. Oh, of course. You gotta start ah. the cart. Nah, 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 they nah, all nah. gotta run at yeah. each other. They all gotta run at each other. We all gotta make up our own lyrics like we did in the 90s yep. and sing along. Mine changed every week, but every yep. week they were great. Yeah. Yeah. Now here comes Wolverine. And there's the juggernaut. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's gotta happen, you guys. <laughs> so, uh, that is basically our X-Men news. We've been hearing little snippets about Supernova. Now it sounds like it's even further along than we thought, as there is a tentative shoot date known only to the cast and maybe the cast of Game of Thrones. X-Men Supernova just sounds like a musical to me, and I'm going to be deeply disappointed when Dazzler doesn't show up. When and it's, oh. and it's not a musical. Did you see the Super Bowl? Like, Dazzler showed up at halftime. I mean, fantastic. that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, she was flying. That's true. By Dazzler. Oh, oh, she was like this the whole time. I was like, they did it. Yeah, that, that was the closest I'm going to get to a Dazzler movie, Probably. honestly. Yeah. So that's happening with Supernova. We're going to move on to New Mutants. Um, another random kind of hint at that seems bigger than it should have been released. Oh, yeah. Um, it seems like Maisie Williams, also of Game of Thrones, is uh, Wolfsbane. Yeah, remember we talked about that a few oh, episodes okay, ago. A year ago. Yeah. Because that concept art came out. They had hinted at it. Um, mm-hmm. But we have now a tweet from the director um, with Wolfsbane by Midworld's very own, uh, and then an artist, and then at Maisie Williams in a picture. So, yeah. I mean, this is literally concept art tweeted by the director. Um, yeah, the picture looks like a wolf. Wolfsbane uh, leaping through. It kind of looks like maybe a cathedral, St. Glass yeah, maybe window. a church. Church. It looks very church I mean, which, which would fit into the character because the character actually feared that she was demonic, that mm-hmm. she was this like, terrible devil-cursed werewolf because she came from this uh, uh, Christian upbringing. Yeah, so she's getting the heck out of Dodge in this picture. So, the, I mean, that's about as... I mean, it's not confirmation, but it's certainly... Uh, Isn't it? It's a Isn't nod. It? It's a nod. Becky <laughs> confirms that Wolf Spain is not only... <laughs> man, you're not here to defend yourself. But, I mean, it's the director. It's it's the actress we thought it was. It's a lot. I mean, that image says a lot. I think that's what we're going to have going forward. It's also, I mean... Wolf Spain is one of those characters I never thought we'd see live. Like, I never thought we'd yeah. get Wolf Spain. I never no. thought we'd get a new mutants. I never thought any of this would happen. Yeah, so, it's, it's pretty exciting. They're yeah. delving deep, and I kind of I kind of enjoy it. I respect the, the deep the cuts. B and, the B and Cs. I'm all about the well, B and yeah, Cs. Yeah, and let's, let's, let's focus on some mutants other than Psych, Wolverine, and Jean. Yeah, yeah. they've had their just desserts wrong, yeah. but they've gotten yeah. them. Right, and let's think about it. Uh, Wolverine's 
He's tired. He just needs to rest for a little bit. Isn't that all that Logan's about? That Logan's just looking for a couch? Yeah, I mean, that's perfect. Let's keep running together and feel more and more like Logan. He just needs to find a cabana and have himself a cigar, a lot of beer that will work. Whiskey sour because he's being fancy. Oh, retirement fancy. (laughs) Retirement fancy. Uh, now, we had some pictures of the Defenders we wanted to show you guys, but unfortunately, Getty Images is a very uh, strong force. So I recommend you guys look them up. Uh, they're mm-hmm. really cool. So you just sure. Google uh, Defenders on the Train. It's basically pictures of Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Matt Murdock all riding the train. It's For me, it's just really cool to see all these characters together. It's like that Avengers moment. But unfortunately, we uh, don't have access to them right now. But yeah. you guys have Google, so you have access to them right now. Yeah, one of my favorites, uh, when you look it up, you'll see Jessica Jones and uh, Luke Cage sitting next to each other on the subway. And uh, she's laughing hilariously yeah. at something that he says. And I'm like, this is probably off camera, because I don't yeah. know if she'd laugh yeah. that hard. But what if it is on camera? Just jokes so, for days. Just I know. Like, can you like believe that. how often Iron Fist takes off his shirt? I what know. What silly <laughs> I cannot wait for that show. I'm just getting more and more twitchy about yeah. the Defenders and uh, and Sigourney Weaver's role and everything that might come out of that. There's just a lot of stuff that... I mean, we, we all but know everything about the Defenders because of everything that's set up, except for the Iron Fist quadrant, but it mm-hmm. still feels so new and fresh, because right. we've never had yeah. a long-form, eight-hour TV show about... Like, if the Aven- if Avengers Age of Ultron was eight hours, I probably would have liked it, because it would have been more of what it... Like the, it you was, could have had a story. Yeah, it could have been more space. patient. There more was patient space in it, and, yes. And paced itself along. It actually could have seemed like an age of Ultron. Some sort of as opposed age, to a blip of Ultron. As opposed to a three-day weekend <laughs> of that? Ultron. Uh, Labor Day weekend of Ultron yeah. was really rough. <laughs> had a hard time. But, like, so I'm really excited for the Avengers to have mm. the scope that would be deserving of this super team. So I'm, sure. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, we have confirmation that is reconfirming what we talked about last week, that the one, the only, the Michael Douglas is back as Dr. Pym in Ant-Man. Now, this is unique in that he is one of the only actors that's not signed on for multiple sequels. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get him to join for, you know, Infinitum like they get all their other actors because he's Michael frickin' Douglas. But yeah. he came back. So that, that, that shows how good the script probably is. That shows how much of a time he had working on the first one. That shows how deep pockets are at Marvel. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's really cool to see him excited about a project because he's an actor of quite the caliber. So I, I'm... This gives me credence for how good the script is of Ant-Man without even shooting. Yeah, yeah. and let's be honest. Uh, any actor worth its salt uh, would not say no to Marvel. So, yeah, I to just, round two. I mean, yeah. I, I I would take anything no, I don't want to be Dr. Pym. I'm good. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be over and here. I, I love that it's, uh, uh, it's Aunt Manthony. Like, that's, yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Him. That's so true. it's like there. And also, uh, the, the tweet was very cute saying he needs to start growing his goatee out again. Which is oh, very endearing. Thank you, there Michael you Douglas. So that uh, that is our confirmation there. Another <laughs> photo confirmation of the week. Uh, and then real quick, shout out to the chat room. Uh, was it uh, Paul? Oh, darn it. I lost it. Uh, Paul Grant, Weekend at Ultrons. Weekend at Ultrons. Yeah. Fantastic. If they just carried around his like robot corpse <laughs> for the weekend. They're, pa- like, they're carrying around scared. Ultron 12. Yeah. yeah. No strings. We got to scare <laughs> the other superheroes so they just have a dead Ultron with them. <laughs> um, so we also have heard. And this is the most exciting news of the week for me because of how hype I am for this movie. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 got a perfect 100 score at its first test screening. That is no small feat, you guys. There is always something wrong. There's always one person that doesn't like something. There is always, like, a thing. 100. 
Yeah, I'm picturing that after it finished playing, that everybody was sitting there in awe, and then they tore the theater up. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah! Just like quietly waiting. <laughs> Joy Riot! I like yeah. this idea. I like this. Uh, I imagine that's how Vin Diesel lives every day. So that's very right. <laughs> Isn't he that tight? That's how he drives. Man. Yeah. That's how he drives everywhere. <laughs> I mean, He's like, I'm filled with joy. Fast, furious, <laughs> chill. Just, it just becomes a documentary the longer it goes. Just mm-hmm. I am Groot while ripping yeah. up. But, uh, so, I mean, this to me. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, everything we've seen looks good. Everything yes. we know about it shaped well. Everything we know about the pre-production is smooth, and they, they gave you know James Gunn a little bit more money and a lot more freedom. Like All mm-hmm. of this is indicative of a studio that trusts their director, trusts their actors, and then it looks like it paid off. Right. Yes. The only thing I was worried about... So Guardians 1 was our biggest risk. Guardians 1 was the movie that... I didn't know a lot of the Guardians, and I'm a diehard Marvel guy. It was a movie with a bunch of characters that could seem, if used incorrectly, to be cash grabs. You've got a little yeah. raccoon toy, a tree. Like, that is by far the one that I was like, oh, Disney's making sure they get their end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. It ended up being the weirdest, craziest space opera. Like, the, the thing that was the most out there. So the sequel could have easily been we're going to control it now, it did really well. Or, the way they went, where they're like, no, no, we trust you, you did it right. The fact that they're getting this and who And who was at this screening? Um... Like- uh, I ev- think everybody I, I, think, I, think I know, anyone that could have been, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. So this is not because someone, someone in the chat room brought up like, well, BVS got uh, sitting ovation at Warner Brothers, like, but that's mm. that's at Warner Brothers. Yeah, those are yeah. those are those are people. Yeah, those are employees of the studio. Like this right. screening was not employees of the studio. Right. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a bunch of people that worked on the movie or people right. that had to tell their friend how good of a job they did. Right. Exactly. This was yeah. people that just enjoyed the heck out of the movie. Right. And I'm just really, I'm just really glad because that means we can get weirder. That 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 was the the, the thesis there. <laughs> it allows us now that they've been reimbursed, so to speak, with these positivity and the money that they're going to get, they can keep going with Guardians, keep having it weird and separate, and that fills me with such joy. Yeah, like a yeah, so a raccoon that can be Q for a snarky bunch of uh, space pirates. <laughs> we have that. I was just saying, so. That was why I love the comic because I was just, <laughs> I mean, when when Dan Abner and Andy Landing made the Guardians of the Galaxy the version that became the movie. I, I just thought, this is so great because these are all weird-as-hell characters that have only had sporadic appearances over the over the decades. You can do anything you want with them. You can reinterpret yeah. them. You can really mix them up. And you have that great freedom. And on top of that, that lineup, just looking at them, was just telling you, screw you, it's comics. And and there's a great thing about that where it's not worried about like does this seem like a realistic space team? Right. 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 No, this doesn't freaking matter. There's, it doesn't matter. There's a creature that doesn't understand metaphors. Yeah, and it's glorious. The live chat is saying uh, is a friends and family screening. Okay, they are lucky. They are very lucky. Yeah. So maybe, but not was, employees. Right, which not employees. Still makes unemployed. a big difference. And perhaps even if there is a bias, this still gives me a lot of a lot of happy zeal. Like a hundred is yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, did BVS get a hundred percent? Standing ovation is cool. You can you can really feel for something, you know, while you're there in the theaters. But a hundred percent. That it was. Just, I think that might have just been a mistake in like stretch slash yawn. <laughs> while talking about the B and BVS, may I just say that Lego Batman is the best thing that's happened so since the good. Dark Knight <laughs> so good. at the Warner Brothers wheelhouse. My, well, I mean, Mad Max and stuff. Like, Batman, it's mm-hmm. the best Batman movie I've seen next to Dark Knight. It's oh, transcendent. Cute. It is incredible. Go see it. I've been waiting 
since doing this show to be this excited about a DC property so I could feel less biased, my God, Lego Batman is so that movie good. for me. I'm going <laughs> to see it like eight times. See it. Yeah, unfortunately, I had the opportunity to see it last night. Made questionable but, choices. But uh, me and my friend were like, you know what? We're going to do anti-Valentine stuff tonight. And we saw rings. And that was, uh, we chose poorly. <laughs> no, no. Don't, no. don't see rings. Don't see Batman. rings. Yeah. Learn from Marquia. Do, do red box for that one. <laughs> but it was incredible. It was funny. It was everything the Lego movie was. It had references I didn't expect. It had it had some funny suicide moments. It was good. Uh, so I just, <laughs> wanted to, I just wanted to give love to DC in this moment because, man, I loved that movie. Um, now, on to the thing this week that needs to be said. Legion's incredible. Oh, yes. Legion was... Much more than I expected, and I had really high expectations, because X-Men Legacy, the Legion run of X-Men Legacy, which, Alan, you've read, oh, uh, yes. is yeah. my favorite X-Men comic in probably the last decade. Um, okay. it, is, it is something really special, and it doesn't feel like a Marvel property. It feels like an indie comic, but has Marvel characters in it somehow. Like, they let someone well, really go with it. Yeah. Because, because and uh, real quick, um, sure. the, the picture that uh, Aunt Manthony um, will put up, if it's not already up, uh, this is from Teresa Luz uh, in Portugal. She sent us a picture of Legions everywhere. So this is, um, I assume this is one of the AR mm-hmm. um, posters that they have where you could do the mobile app and then you could actually see like the trailer oh, cool. when you positioned it. I know they have that here in LA. So, but yeah, thank you, Teresa, for sending that in. Yeah, thank you. And I, I just love seeing that worldwide Legion's out there. That's, this is, we talked about this before the show, like Legion was a character that now the world knows Legion. That's such a strange thing. It's, it is a strange <laughs> thing. They're, they're, they're just characters where... You know, ten years ago, we would expect, oh, they might make a movie of this thing, but they would never put this character in. Like, I mean, just some of the the fact that Toad even made it into the first X Men movie. I remember we were like, oh my god, oh. they put in Toad. They yeah. did it. Oh my god, that guys, holy crap, yeah. this and is amazing. You know what happened to him, right? You know, the same, same thing, thing that happens to everything else. No. Joss Whitt. Oh. But, I just take a breather there for but, a second. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It was an actual emotional pause in the room. We all felt PTSD that. just struck. Yeah. But the uh, the the fact that Legion got his own show immediately was like, really? Like him? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He sort of had an arrested development moment of him. Him. Why did you feel that way? And uh, because it was such a weird thing. Like that's not someone who you can immediately make an action figure or a video game of. Mm-hmm. You know, it shows how so it was. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it immediately told me, okay, they're trying yeah. to do a story because he won't fit in the box. Well, that too. <laughs> There's that. There's that the too. Hat box in but the also box. before then, we were his talking hair. about this. Like before uh, X Men Legacy, really, and and maybe even his uh, appearance uh, a little earlier in New Mutants in 2009. Um, his previous stuff, like Legion, was barely a character to me. Legion was more of a story plot. He was a plot device. He was a plot a device. Yeah, yeah. Because he showed up here. It's like, hey, there's a dude who's kind of like that person on on Doom Patrol, where each personality <laughs> has a different power. <laughs> oh, look, it's crazy. Okay, and, and then, and then yeah. well, not even before then. Before then, they <laughs> even they used him for another reboot because he was the impetus for the '90s reboot. Where the X Men team, because they'd been half of them had been in Australia, and the world thought they were dead, and half of them were scattered around the world. Oh, oh wow! Right. He just hit and, a then, and then X Factor had only recently them. revealed that they were the original X Men and yeah. not these humans right. hunting mutants. And then you had some other random people around, and Moira McTaggart had made her own Scotland uh, based X Men team with Legion stuff. And then what they did was they were like, guys, we got to get back to basics. So <laughs> Legion got possessed by the Shadow King around the same time that Xavier, after being gone off of Earth for years, finally came back. Mm -hmm. And 
It caused all the X characters to get together. Legion's been possessed by Shadow King. We got to mm-hmm. stop him. Everyone gets together. During the course of the battle, Xavier gets crippled again, and all the X. When the dust settles, the X Men decide to go back to basics, and from there was the launching point of the new Golden Blue teams. Right, and, the and Havoc took over X Factor right. and reformed it to be what the government, what Freedom Force used to be. So Legion was the impetus to do that reboot, and then a few years later, he was the plot device. Uh, to use to create the Age of Apocalypse storyline. Right, so he's clearly not a character that can be quickly popped in without the right writers. Exactly, and 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 at the and at the end of that, at the end of Age of Apocalypse, uh, some people forget this. He was erased from history. Right, like he he oh, yeah, right. create he had uh, he had prevented his own conception. Right, mm-hmm. and to prevent Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> right, and so right. and and they even confirmed that. that in Excalibur because they were like finding spirits of some of his personalities right. in this yeah. weird story in like uh, 1999. The 90s and, were great, you guys. Yeah, yeah the, the 90s were a hell of a drug. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> well, like, I mean, titles. for anyone like, still listening, I will wave my hands when the Legion section is over, so you know that you can unmute. So far, no spoilers, and we yeah. will have right. some. And and uh, yeah, so he was just this this weird thing, and then like he he was gone for Decades. about eleven years, yeah, like a, eleven yeah. years. And then New Mutants brought him back, like, hey, he's not only still alive, he's like, un- unconceived himself. He, he was, yeah, he's he's still here. And then they slowly revealed this whole thing of like he he had fallen into limbo, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and that led into the X Men Legacy story, which finally. Finally, we had a character. Man, an X-Men legacy is brilliant. Yeah, we delved into, like, what is his experience? Let's not just go, um, oh, he's nuts. And and also because they couldn't decide that he actually have... uh, dissociative identity disorder, what we sometimes call multiple personality, or is he just absorbing people who die Mm -hmm. around him? And and with X Men Legacy, we finally got into there are like a couple thousand personalities right. in there, and him handling those personalities as an enemy, so to speak, an antagonism, and it right. never felt mm-hmm. it never felt bad for the lead. That's what I liked about both the show and the comic is it never made it did two things: it never made mental health sexy or made you feel bad about. He's not victimized. He's not victimized, or he's not glorified. Yeah, yeah, it was actually like an empathic look at it. When you think of a oh god, who's the writer? Did you already say the writer well, that, oh, that on, on the comic? Um, yeah, Simon Spurrier. See, was yeah, it Spurrier? Spurrier was the it on, on the legacy. And then the yeah. okay, but there was like Sobieski or something like that. He was the the art. Oh, god, I can't do names. Okay, we'll say <laughs> we'll say Spurrier. Okay, Spurrier's a writer. Um, I like a lot of the stuff that he did at that time because it was an empathic. Approach mm-hmm. to um, like, um, well, I don't, I don't even want to say mental disorder. Mike Delmundo, are you thinking? Who is artist on Legacy? Was that it? He was okay. artist on Legacy. Okay, but I think the way that it was depicted and the way that the storylines developed and it opened up this whole new world, right. With things where it wasn't, um, it was compassionate throughout, and so it was exactly, the show. exactly. It was relatable in a way that you didn't feel sorry for anybody. And, it was relatable in the way of, you know what? I feel you because right. I'm lost. And um, sometimes I don't know who I am. And it didn't go the other way either, which a lot of movies and TV shows do, where mental health is suddenly sexy, and you're like, yeah. Like, everyone's like... Or it just, becomes this... Uh, running around, I'm like, that's not... Like, that's, uh, you know, like certain movies and TV shows make having a problem into a positive by getting rid of the problem. This kept the problem. Yeah. Like, it didn't pretend like, it wasn't an issue. He struggles. Yes, yeah, like, this, yeah. is, this is him, this is his journey, this is his trial, and that doesn't mean he's less than anybody else. Right, and I love that. Because, yeah. you know, people need to have a hero they can see eye to eye with. That's why I think it's so important to have all these heroes of all different colors and sexualities and orientations. It's important that someone who has stuff that they can't identify with in their head to have a hero. 
Like, it's important for someone who has trouble and to have someone that can't quite associate with others to have someone they can associate with on paper. Because they don't have that, and this character really gave them that. Yeah, and, yeah. and I mean, and sometimes they go the other way of, of just like, um, well, you know, everyone who, who gave you either therapy or medication or group therapy, whatever, like, was actually wrong, and you were right. just, you need to spread right. your wings to fly. It's like, okay, you, you maybe sometimes. you don't need... Maybe you don't need this medication, and maybe this isn't the right doctor, but you need help. Right, and not everyone's and, a bad guy. And that's fine. <laughs> it's fine to need help. Everyone right. needs help. And, and the show yeah, that amazing. all of us I need thought. help. All of us yeah. should be on therapy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Honestly, yes. yeah. Yes. Especially if you live in Los Angeles. Uh, but what I loved about Legion, the show, was that it took a premise that could have been very linear, that could have been very stilted, that could have been very traditional, and it still had a very clean storyline, but it was shot and written so creatively that every moment was more beautiful than the last. That show had, like, in-scene edits. That show had, like, transitions I haven't seen since the 70s. That show Mm. had constant color and vibrancy and a dance number. That show was a movie as a pilot and usually with pilots it takes till episode 3 to really care about a character set like yeah. you usually have to invest yeah. Yeah, the thing that I was I, in yeah the thing that I really love about it is that you know how with trailers that they're so uh, jam packed full of stuff that you can do yeah. freeze frame throughout you could do freeze frame for this entire episode yeah. I mean there was uh, one instance where um, uh, Sid uh, where she's standing there she's about to take the pills mm-hmm. um, like this is the second time around and it turns out that it's like okay three pills and three pills look different and then there's a number three behind her and then then yeah. It's like, yeah, and that wasn't there before. And you even have to think of the very first scene. Even, it was beautiful. Even, the very first scene where it has welcome in different languages oh on the God, wall. Yeah. And then you have to wonder, yeah. is that really there? Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about the journey that, um, well, what's his name? Took us through the director. He's the same Holly. one that did Fargo. Holly. Holly. Uh, Neil? Noah. Noah? Noah Holly. Noah Holly. Yeah, yeah, Noah right. Holly. Yeah, I love this journey that he took us in. And he's brilliant. The writing feels so sharp and pointed and witty and concise. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. This show, there, there is uh, a tendency, and especially if you watch uh, 1980s science fiction films or 1970s science fiction films, mm-hmm. it really emphasizes to you how people were not afraid of silence and directors have become afraid of silence. They've got to, especially uh-huh. TV directors, they've got to fill all that time with dialogue, with snappy patter, with everything. And that can be great, that can be fun, but... Let's bring back this the new, dramatic pause. Yeah, this new when to turn that off. This new when to say, he doesn't need to say what he's what he's thinking right now, he can act it. Mm-hmm. And and we can we can figure it out because the audience isn't stupid. You know, make them look at the screen right. and mm-hmm. absorb this. I wasn't on my phone once in that show. You can't be on your phone that during that show. And you can't I am, be. I gotta yeah. be honest. No, like, sure, the world's sure. out there. And, and also, like, it, in that, that opening scene with the will come in and everything on the wall mm-hmm. immediately, to me, lets you know, especially once you realize he's telling this in past tense, that these are essentially flashbacks that he's narrating to to uh, a figure who's, who's interrogating him, that... Legion is an unreliable narrator. And that's fun in itself, because yes. we don't know what reality is quite yet. And I yeah. and I maintain, and this is my spoiler maybe th- theory, uh, that Lady Mastermind is Sid, and I love the play of having two people that can control reality playing in each other's minds and, and forging forth control. Well, also, I what like do you think? It, well, she, but the, she did say that she was being projected mm-hmm. into, as opposed to I'm And projecting. she also said that she was real, so both things are kind of... I mean, I think Ooh. she's Lady Mastermind. But, but also, with that, what do we think about the name Sid Barrett? I mean, it's a Pink Floyd. That's Pink right. Floyd's front man. Right. It so is. is that just a cute thing? Because around. it's... I think or is that her cute. playing around? Yeah. yeah. Is that that's a cue that she's... 
not real and someone else has made her. Right. I hope it's you know. not. I don't think it's going to be the, I mean, it was all a dream. I hope it's not, because um, it would, it, it be. would it can't be. fall it can't in. Be. No. Hard out. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone would just mic drop piece. Exactly. Like, so I think she's Lady Mastermind because it gives her all the power of the, it was all a dream, without the cop-out. Like, it mm-hmm. allows for two minds to fight, and that's a beautiful thing. That's a lot of power in that. And and we don't get that a lot. We get space holes. So this this can be all <laughs> cerebral, and it can stay here. And I love the fact yeah. that that show's budget could go to production design because it was all in a hospital. Like, 90% of that show was in that one indoor location. Yeah. Yes. From a filmmaking standpoint, that's beautiful. What that's, I enjoyed is that they really embrace practical effects. Yes. They Thank embrace- you. Yes. It in and effects. thank you for doing that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I appreciate CGI. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate CGI. Yeah. But there's a lot that you can do with warm tones or with giving us some subliminal imaging, like in the back. We'll catch it, and that because way we we'll can re-watch. keep the show running. That way, the show can live not well, like budget, no budget, oh. budget, like poor Ghost Rider. Oh, well, along yeah. with that, speaking of that, our Doctor Who. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, but but on that note, if you think about it, there are. Before the before the climax, maybe two special effects scenes. That's what I mean. Everything mm. else is practical. Yeah, everything else yeah. is because everything else is just about perception. So right. you don't actually have to deal with anything. It just it, you can have the classic thing of legions talking to someone and then they're gone. Right, and that mm-hmm. beautiful uh, quasi shadow king just appearing was so uncomfortable. That's right? what I was thinking. Like, is that Every shadow king? Is that right? or is that the fiend? I think Shadow Fiend only because I, of the more the the, the storyline they could take it with the Fiend's right. a little yeah. more obscure. I mean, yeah, it's I, only eight episodes, right? Yeah, right. so I think yeah, they so think, think bad. I think that they the had Fiend's to, a great idea. I hadn't I, thought of this. Yeah, no, because hmm. I was thinking of the Fiend, which, which is uh, one of Legion's. Uh, for those who, who don't know, one of Legion's bad personalities, who's mm-hmm. sort of this demonic creature that is kind of like the Sentry's other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yellow eyed demon. The yellow eyed yeah, demon. Is so he is. He is a little. He is a little creature. And and uh, so that's a possibility, but of course, I mean the classic idea is like I mentioned earlier, the Shadow King has uh, history with Legion in the comics. And on top of that, Legion David, the whole thing is he's Xavier's son. Right. So right. if you're setting up Xavier to show up later, the Shadow King is the first enemy Xavier actually fought in right. the comics, so and, and became cannons. this recurring enemy. I think they're going to keep it psychological. I think it's going to stay small, and I think that if McAvoy shows up, I'll lose my mind. Um, we, okay. <laughs> we should probably move on. move on past Legion, so spoilers are over, uh, and get to all of the crazy casting that happened this week <laughs> at The Runaways. Now, The Runaways is big. Uh, it's going to be Hulu's kind of flagship, it feels like, because they're investing a lot of incredible actors. They're doing a lot with it. They, they're, I mean, it's a Marvel property, so they, they can go a lot with this. So they've cast... All of their parents. Now, the yes. important thing about the Runaways is the parents are kind of the core of what, why the children are what they are. Yeah, because you have to think, when you have a great hero mm-hmm. or a possibility of a hero, you have to have villains. And the best kind of villains are the ones that don't see themselves as villains. Right. And these parents, the pride, definitely do not see themselves as villains. They see themselves as helping and, you know, helping themselves well, it, along sort of, the way. As much as they need you know. to. It's a sort of classic Lex Luthor thing of, well, I'm just the only one who gets it. Right, right. <laughs> then this is a family of those. This is yeah. families yes. of those. Now, the cast uh, has been locked, and I'm just going to go through it quick because it's a lot of names. Uh, Anna Worsh, and I'm going to pronounce most of these wrong. I apologize in advance. I love you, mm-hmm. actors. I can't, possibly. Uh, Anna Worshing of 24, Kit Pardue of Ray Donovan, and Rules of Attraction. If you haven't seen Rules of Attraction, Kit Pardue is incredible in that movie, and you should see it. Uh, Kevin Weissman of Alias, Bridget Brana 
of Army Wives, um, Ryan Sands of The Wire. Wait, can you say who they who they are though? So the, those first two. You fool! I just was trying to power through your red. I should say. No, who let's let's take a second. We'll get them. We'll get them. Okay, their, their... so Kip Pardue and uh... Anna Worschling. Anna Worschling and their Leslie and Frank, the parents of Carolina Dean. Um, Leslie, uh, Carolina Dean. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, Frank and Leslie Dean, the colonists. Those are uh, the Ma- uh, Magistanians. Uh, they're off-world traders. Uh, they are uh, they're they're aliens, and they are powered by solar energy. They uh, bioluminescent, and they can do concussive forces and force fields. And they're pretty. They're, they're very manipulation. pretty. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're very, very pretty. pretty. They're Hollywood actors. And that makes sense for Frank those two that cast them. They're those beautiful people. They're, they're gorgeous. Uh, you know, you know runways more than I do. You want to want to run with the the, the cast? Um, I I don't know the people. Okay, so then I'll, if you I'll do the people, people, absolutely. And I'll just do a quick little. So then, Kevin Weissman of Alias and Bridget Branagh uh, are Dale and Stacy. Dale and Stacy. They're last the parents name? of Gert. Gert Yorks. Yorks. Okay, so uh, Dale and Stacy, they are time travelers. Um, they're. Uh, a little bit self-righteous. Um, Many time pretty... travelers are, let's face it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're Everyone old... I've met. <laughs> they're they're old-fashioned. Um, well, with the time traveling, uh, they uh, devised this 4D device that would take them uh, through time. And uh, along with that, uh, yeah, uh, along with that, I guess the best thing I could say about them, and no spoilers, the show must go on. <laughs> uh, Ryan Sands of The Wire and Angel Parker of The People vs. O.J. Simpson are Jeffrey and Catherine, the parents of Alex Wilder. Okay, Jeffrey and Catherine Wilder, uh, those are the thieves. Uh, they are criminal masterminds, uh, basically very strong characters. Uh, for instance, Jeffrey Wilder could be... You could visit him any time in his life, and apparently his persona is one that you just really recognize with. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and they're kind of the leaders of the pride. I think if there's anyone that's leaders, it's the two of them. Brittany Ishabashi of This Is Us and James Yagashi of Broadway's Breakfast at Tiffany's are Tina and Robert, the parents of Nika Minoru. Okay, uh, these are our spellcasters, magicians, dark magicians. They are extremely powerful depending on what they do with the the hulu series i mean we can have anything from like casting spells up to dormammu spine of agamotto can um, be possible in it and we will most definitely see the staff of one uh that tina will be wielding and i'm not gonna say any spoilers about that I love how much better your definitions of these characters are than the breakdowns. Because basically, like, what we have are casting breakdowns. So casting is going to be looking for the energy of the actor, not the energy of the character and the actor. So you kind of got to pick one when you're going in the room, and then the casting director will assess, and that's why casting directors need Oscar love. Uh, they build the story. The breakdowns don't allow for a lot of that, so I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lastly, like, and- for instance, for Tina Minoru, they said, Tiger Mom. Yeah, you know. yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, so I appreciate you having the heart yeah. of the characters more than the little boop. Uh, and mm. lastly, and probably with the most hype, Eva Carradine of Major Crimes and James Marsters. Oh, my boy. <laughs> James Marsters my is boy. in the show. Team Spike. I'm so excited because I'm a Whedon guy, so that's oh. pretty exciting. They are Victor and Janet, the parents of Chase Stein. Yes. Uh, okay, so with uh, Victor and Janet, uh, these are the inventors. Uh, they're kind of like the money bags that it, when it comes to that. I mean, uh, all of the couples can do their own money, but I, when I say inventors, I mean as in they can make their own money <laughs> kind of a thing. Um, there's a very antagonistic relationship between uh, Victor Stein and his son Chase, and I kind of wonder how they're going to do that with Hulu. I'm not giving anything away to be like, um, it's, it's aggressive. 
it can be aggressive with that, but there's still uh, love there. So uh, for the two of them, uh, and as inventors, uh, they invented the fistiguns that you'll see Chase wielding. That's also not a spoiler. That's everywhere. Um, they also have a, well, they can build a ship, and that's that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm very excited for The Runaways because it is not something I dove deep into and the mythology of it's great and I love the concept Mm -hmm. of it and they're clearly casting well. Those are all incredible actors and Hulu... I'm going to get Hulu. They did it. They they got me me to get Hulu. You know, (laughs) Hulu's done some good stuff, man. I mean, a few years ago... past is great. Yeah, a few years ago, Xander Berkeley did uh, two seasons of a show they made uh, called The Booth of the End and that was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Adam Arkin uh, directed the second season. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Fantastic show. Like, the entire thing takes place in a diner, almost entirely in one booth. That's awesome. And it's, yeah, it's so dramatic and intense and fantastic. So, so get good Hulu. on Hulu. Oh. <laughs> uh, and I noticed that we didn't say uh, Molly Hernandez's parents uh, that are, that's Jean and Alice Hernandez, uh, formerly known as Hayes. Uh, that's because they have not been cast yet, as far as we know, up mm-hmm. to this point. Not publicly. Um, but it's actually they, us. It's, now it's you us. Know. Sorry. Uh, Matt Key confirms. <laughs> Matt Key confirms that it's uh, me and Alan. Matt Key and Alan cannot make the show for a while because they'll be filming on Hulu's The Runaways. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll be mutants with an intense hatred, a well-learned hatred of uh, humans, um, both uh, and also telepathic, uh, able to sedate um, with that ability, and mind wipe. <laughs> so that is your runaway breakdown for now. That is where we are with casting. It is moving and grooving along, and mm-hmm. we are going to let... The one, the only, the Zach Wilson, have his brief moment with his love, uh, Zach Wilson's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. minute. Here we go. Hey, guys. Time for another Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. minute with the voice of Doom. Um, Real quick today. Sorry, I'm quiet. I'm on set. Um, So last week's episode was a lot of fun. It was called Boom, and it basically featured Nitro, the Hulk villain, um, they didn't name him, so I guess technically Nitro is still available for the MCU to use, but the villain is out there. Like, this, uh, one of the guys that was working for the Watchdogs turned out to be an Inhuman, so it became these, like, another self-hating guy. It was a really cool, cool plot line. There was a lot of great sci-fi concepts at work with Ada and meeting the inspiration, the woman that he based the robot on, um, and what he did with her consciousness. It was fascinating. I was, if you haven't watched it, go check it out. Uh, tonight, uh, is the man behind the shield. It looks like we're gonna get really into uh, what happens to Mace because uh, he did some real bonehead stuff last week and he's going to see the consequences of it now. Uh, check out tonight after Buzz TV's uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. recap because uh, what do we do on Valentine's Day? We talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that was Doom. Doom loves S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> I'm, I love his hype so much. It makes me so happy. Uh, keeping with the MCU, the Infinity War is ramping up uh, rapidly. Yeah. There was a full trailer released basically recapping how great Marvel has been to, <laughs> to hype us up for more Marvel. It was fantastic. It was amazing. I just like, I just went, gotten so nostalgic just being like, hype, 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 and then like reliving nine years of just like glory. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason we do the show. It, it's Marvel's just, oh my god, I love the MCU. Um, we, there's so much to love. There's so much. And it loves us back. It does. It listens, it loves, it cares. It's a good relationship. It mm-hmm. listens, it's compassionate, it's a good Valentine. Marvel, thank you. For it cooks when you're tired. It's just yeah. ready for you. It helps you embrace your joy. Oh, it's so magical. Your joy oh. riot. Your joy, joy riot. riot. Marvel's joy riot. <laughs> So we went through the um, the, the concept art of, of Infinity War, and we did get some little nuggets of, of information. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think that from this footage, 
Thor's wielding Jonborn. How do you say it? I think uh, Jonborn. I think is that is, right? Yeah. Is that okay. Right? Or Jonborn. It's with a J, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, right. So it's Jon uh, Jon Boyne. Jon Boyne. It's like Jon until because J is is Y. Jon Boyne. J is Y. Like Bjorn? Like a baby Bjorn? Yeah. Or like Mjolnir, because of the J, it's it's a Y. So, Yarn Bjorn. I still say, I still say, we could have had a Thor movie where they all had like like exaggerated accents. I would have loved it. Yeah, and Loki? I wasn't sure about Mjolnir until the movie. Why are you threatening Earth? And if you're if you're not watching live, uh, try to watch a video just so you can see Koi where he goes. Yarn, I'm gonna get to Yarn Bjorn. Jan Bjorn. Jan Bjorn. So yeah. uh, we're going to, at the end of the Why show, like uh, watch the new clip. There's a new clip of Thor. We're talking Infinity War now, but at the end, we do have the clip that none of us have seen because it dropped while we were prepping the show. Exactly. So we're going to watch it with you guys for the first time. But first, through Infinity War with Jan Bjorn. Jan Bjorn. Uh, so we Sound been... like you're making an Ikea product. <laughs> <laughs> and then he assembled his Jan Bjorn. <laughs> Uh, theoretically, and that's the axe uh, that. Thank you, Sebastian. Yes, thank you, chat, and thank you, Tim. Oh, are they helping me speak? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Good. Thank you for helping me speak. Jan Bjorn. Okay, I had it kind of right. Yeah, Thor is wielding Jason Bjorn, Alex Harrow. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> So I that like is the axe, which uh, many of you have probably seen in the comics. It's almost as iconic as Mjolnir. It's a beast of a thing, which does lead credence to the idea that he does lose Mjolnir, Ragnarok. Right. Now, this intrigues me because in the comics right now, there's this great run where Jane Foster is Thor, and the unworthy Thor, the son of Odin, is trying to get the ultimate Mjolnir. Right. Now, mm-hmm. when Secret War collided, we all saw these worlds collide, and I knew there'd be ramifications, but I love the idea that the ramification is that the ultimate Mjolnir is still around, and that can be something he seeks out. And I also love, if you're reading Jessica Jones, they reference that a guy was married to a woman, and the woman suddenly lost touch with her husband because he started to think he was Norman Osborn. Mm-hmm. There's some really cool stuff building up where they're colliding these worlds, and I love that Marvel... You can't explain that in the MCU. We've had nine movies. No, no. There's yeah. no way. But you can do, hey, he's looking for this new hammer, and everybody that's reading the comics can go... Like, it's a cool nod. Yeah. It's a yeah. taste. And it looks awesome. So, Yarnbjorn is very exciting for me. Because <laughs> it says a lot about where Thor's going. Um, they also confirm that the films are connected. Uh, the concept art shows him with both Thor, uh, Thor hammers, the Yarnbjorn and the Ultimate Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. And then... Most importantly in this footage for me, and I tweeted it out, you guys showed lots of love, Star-Lord and Spider-Man in a video with Downey Jr. is just so much good. Like, that's just that's just three charm buckets in a... That's, that's so the much, three sarcastic, uh, bantery people. So much. Yeah. It's like, half the movie's just going to be them Snark. all trying to top each other. I, I would watch that. I would have an eight-hour Defender show of them three just snarking each other. I love that. Like, there's so much. And, and we knew that, you know, because of Vin Diesel a year ago, uh, mm. that the Guardians <laughs> were in Infinity War. And we assumed and slash new Spider-Man. But to see the image of Tom Holland standing next to Chris Pratt standing yeah. Next Robert Downey Jr. That's that's everything. That's that's yeah, that's nine years of in fitting. You yeah, know? it fit. It felt right. Yeah. yeah, like it didn't. It didn't feel like one guy from a space opera and a guy that builds tech and a kid. Right. Like it yeah. felt like oh, we're the Avengers. Yeah. 
so excited. Uh, yeah. That image to me was worth everything. Like that image to me is is every everything build up. That it is just a screenshot. We know we have no context. We don't know what that scene was. It was behind the scenes of them talking, and that's better than a lot of movies I've seen because that just <laughs> it. So excited. True. So excited. So Black Panther. Uh, we have a bunch of concept art that. This movie's going to be so good. It's going to be gorgeous. I mean, just this concept art alone—it's staggering. Uh, concept art, the cast. Look at that. Like, look at that. That's Wakanda, yeah. you guys. Yeah. Um, the the concept art that was released online—it's thanks to the featurette that was included in the Doctor Strange uh, digital HD release. You know, it's like sneak peek of Phase Three. It's out today. Yeah, yeah, that's out today. That's why like that a couple of hours ago. Yeah, he's watching <laughs> Doctor Strange twelve times this yeah. twenty-four hours. So the first one that you see. Oh, can you? Uh, can you go back to the first one, Aunt Anthony? Yeah. Uh, so this first one, I mean, you can see the uh, the fusion of like Wakanda's technology, along with you know this is this is an African country. This is uh, you have some African engineering in there, and I just I love that it's like a, a meld of the both, which is Wakanda. Like that's completely Wakanda, and like the next one you'll see um, it has a skyline. Uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, reminiscent of Dubois, actually. Uh, mm. Just just pictures. I haven't been yet. I would love to. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I would love to. It but feels it has... like make-believe. When you're yeah. in Dubai, it feels like things are too big, and you feel like Photoshop. Like, you feel Ooh. like like there's so much, like the airport, there's so much space till the next thing that you're like, uh, don't am change I physically picture yet, here? Please. So if they can accomplish that scope, which it looks like they're going for, then right. it'll, it'll be such a cool feel of movie. Yeah, and I just really love here that um, you see it looks like um, part of the houses that are being Built and they're they have like this protective covering, but it's like the houses themselves seem very I don't know kind of rudimentary. I just I like that dichotomy that they have of the high technology and. I mean that that's one of the great things about the the mythology of Wakanda is that it's never been conquered, so any Western cultural influence is things that they decided that's a good idea. None of <laughs> it, none of it was forced onto their culture, and then it it wound up as part of it. You know, it's it's all. Uh, and and especially in the comics, T'Challa is is a big part of of how they even get any Western cultural influence because oh, he yeah. brings in the best ideas. He's such an emissary. Uh, and then the <clears throat> next picture it's a vaulted room, plate glass windows. Um, it's the it looks like the council room for uh, Wakanda's tribal elders. Uh, so the next picture, yeah, there we yeah. go. Yeah, um, and I'm gonna mispronounce this: the Taifa Nagayo. Maybe I got that right, but I just love like looking at this picture and it's like the history of it. I mean, you have, and I bet it's like built out of bedrock where they have the fossilized, um, like fossilized fossils, fossils, um, built into the wall. And then you can actually see into like, it looks like the downtown of Wakanda. I just, I love this piece so much. It all speaks to world building and seeing scenery like this immediately is building the mythology in the world that the Marvel Earth is not our Earth. There are cultures Mm -hmm. and and events and histories that have played out there that That did not play. Right. And the the one someone in the live chat was saying there, the protective covering of the older houses in the city is them not tearing down their history, which is power imagery. I totally agree. That's such a great point in miscellaneous videos. Like it does show a scope, a love of ancestry, which is huge for the Wakandans. Mm -hmm. And and it's often often a dramatic point because there are people who challenge T'Challa and his rule. Often Mm -hmm. their argument is you're throwing away our history by bringing in all this new technology and spending too much time with these Western heroes and everything. And he's constantly arguing, like, I'm not throwing away our history, but 
you know, we also have to make progress and, and actually not just we have make, to evolve, not just live in the right, past. Right, and we can't just meet past. meet the uh, outside world. We actually need to evolve past them. Right. And Wakanda, yeah. we, people were worried about Wakanda not showing the scope of the city because that's such a character. I, I consider yeah. Wakanda no, yes. as important yeah. as Black Panther. Like with yeah. Defenders, how New York is going to be vital. a vital, like Luke Cage, you know, Harlem was yeah. a vital part. Uh, Wakanda is going to be the next, it's going to be a character yeah. in this entire thing. And I love that um, all of these pictures that we're seeing uh, represents choice. Right. I yes. mean, it's not like like Alan was saying, it's not being forced on them. Mm-hmm. It was a choice. Yeah. And they choose to embrace their history and they choose to embrace their technology. And that is gorgeous. And we get all that from concept art. And that's, like, that's how good the concept art is. Yeah. Like, yeah. They yeah. really so show that the artist knows what we want and they did that. And, it, and it's so clear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so the next picture, uh, it's an image of a quarry. Uh, it looks like a, it's kind of Avatar-esque to me. Uh, with this, uh, it just seems like such a place of power. It's uh, it's all in blue hues. Um, you can see like rough hewn um, stone, and then like water trickling down, affecting. You have two figures um, closer um, in the foreground. It's just very beautiful. I think it's very stylized, and it just feels luminescent. It, I don't know, it's filled with power to me. I like that one. Uh, and then our next picture, because uh, we're going to get to uh, T'Challa, Black Panther. So we have him in uh, full costume riding on top of the car. No, the one that he's on top. Okay, we'll do this one. Uh, where he's, uh, he's, there's flames going on in a jungle. And he's in kind of a silhouette. And you just kind of read all this intense emotion coming from him. It's a jungle setting. And he either started that fire or he's about to go and get whoever started this fire. And it's just, it's very powerful. And he's got, like, claws drawn. You can practically feel him heaving in this concept art. Okay, and then the next picture. Uh, actually, can we do the one where it's uh, Black Panther st- on the top of the car? I'd like to keep that one for the last one. Uh, it's okay. Well, there's one uh, you can also find it online where um, it's uh, Black Panther and he's riding on top of a car. And that, uh, you know, reminds me of what we know that they're shooting in South Korea, mm-hmm. that we know that they have that like the chase. most, yeah, the most cars used in a chase scene. And then, like, to have that concept art where you have Black Panther balancing on top of what looks like a speeding car, uh, it's just like, oh, this they is, this they is happening Ryan now. Kugler all the money. This is happening. Yes. Here we go, Ryan Coogler. We saw Creed. Here's all the money. Yeah. Uh, and then for the final picture, it's uh, you have Black Panther. He's uh, approaching. It's like it's very angular. It's kind of uh, reminiscent of a, I don't know, like a temple or maze. It's mm-hmm. definitely going into uh, a building of great importance. Um, and it's uh, it's got greenery um, growing all over it. You know that this building has been there for a very long time and has been very well cared for. And it's him standing at the entryway, and he's just looking fierce, ready, and like he's about to charge in. So. I, I I don't I don't think I think I'm gonna pop my excitement bone, you know, for this. <laughs> it's it's just it's looks just, perfect. I'm I'm everything's more everything's broken. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's real it. and it's soon. I mean, relatively, it's finally coming. Like it, yeah. it, it's less than a year, so now it feels approachable. Yes. Uh, we're gonna close out with some Thor Ragnarok concept art while we're on a concept art roll. Uh, we have a really cool image of just. I can't wait for the battle scenes in this movie. Yeah. Because, like, Thor is meant to be a medieval feel. It's meant to have this, like, dark earth and just this. I mean, that, to me, is what I wanted to see in a Thor movie from the beginning. Yeah. Um, 
it's a Hulk going after uh, Thor with a double a double edged uh, battle axe, which is a very iconic from the comics. And yeah. just them two fighting is gonna be so cool. Looks like they're in an arena, so probably the Gladiator Arena. You know, you've got Grandmaster somewhere in there. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. Somewhere, Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum were watching in the distance, and I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, you can just do the next picture. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited to see her as Ella. Uh, so it's a picture. It looks like uh, it's Thor and possibly Loki. I can't see with uh, the the screen that we have here. Yeah, uh, yeah, Loki. Loki on the might be the left hand side. And uh, um, I, I always pronounce her name wrong. Hela. 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 I think. Hela. Yeah. Hela. H e l a. So she's there. She's looking fierce. Um, you know, she's wearing her mantle, her mantle hat, as I like to to think of it. <laughs> uh, and she's she's drawn and it's very smoky. Um, you know, blurred edges, and she's just towering over um, Loki and then also uh, Thor, and they're in an alleyway. It looks like, mm, it looks New Yorkish to me because I see a fire escape. So, mm-hmm. so we know that they're, I, they're you on know, Earth. Cape Blanchett just rocking out hell in New York is going to be real weird again. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. so excited. Now, I haven't seen this. We haven't seen this. There is a right. part two to the magic of the Daryl and Thor saga. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch that real quick with you guys, and then we're going to do some shout-outs at the very end, especially since it's Valentine's Day. But first, we're going to watch this uh, minute clip that none of us have seen uh, with you guys. Pay uh, rent with these things. One's a pumpkin, and these Asgardian coins, they're not worth anything. In Asgard, those coins, these coins are worth gazillion human dollars, okay? There's a gazillion. You're rich. There's a gazillion. Gazillion, gazillion, gazillion. No one will exchange these. Go to the market, set up a store, yeah. right? Yeah. Asgardian ware. Previously owned by Thor. I'm a celebrity that will sell like hotcakes. You might need to think about getting a, getting a job. <laughs> Get a job? Serious? Yeah. I have a job. Do you know what my job is? I save the planet. Yeah. Maybe you should get a job. I have a job. Really? Hitting the machine with the words that come out of it. This is knowledge. Knowledge is power. No, it's not. Knowledge is not power. That's power. The brain is a muscle. And that's a muscle. And that's a muscle. They are all muscles. This is all muscle. So I am covered in brains. And I have more (laughs) brains than you. So do you think maybe we could just think about... I think we need a servant. I don't think we can get a servant. We should get a servant. Yay! It's settled. We're getting a servant! (laughs) Doctor Strange. <laughs> yes! Oh, I love it so much. Yes. Oh, uh, that was great. That was awesome. That was great. Oh, man. We're getting so a servant. Excited. Did you say servant or serpent? Servant. 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 And he rides away like Tyler doing on the bike. Oh, man. Riding the bike. I'm so inside. excited. So excited for this movie. Oh, that movie's going to be so oh, great. Oh, so much mead and Thor. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that looks, that's going to be the best Thor movie, you guys. If it's anything like these weird <laughs> clips we've gotten, that's going to be the best Thor movie. I'm so excited for that madness. Yeah. Um, wow. A bazillion human dollars. Right aside, was previously owned by Thor. Right. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Um, before we go, uh, I want to give some shout-outs, and uh, we have a, a Funko moment. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, actually, our uh, <laughs> our Funko Pop moment is brought to us by um, Haiku uh, Eli uh, five seven five at Comics Guy. 
Um, he's like, here's my new Funko The Crew. Uh, Those are awesome. Yeah, it's great. Okay, so uh, he's got just about every, well, I'm not going to say everybody. He's got uh, Storm, he's got Black Panther, uh, he's got Nick Fury, and uh, I can't see what the, is that War Machine up there on the left? Yeah. And, wait, who's that to the right? I thought I knew who that was. Isn't that Falcon? Oh, that's so. That's an interesting looking falcon. I like that falcon at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that's right. that's a, that's one of these original. It's like oh, a second. Okay. It's like his second outfit. Okay. Yeah, I like he's rocking it. Oh. <laughs> so uh, yeah, thank you for that Funko Pop moment. Those are super cute. And he uh, says, "I want to add Misty if made. Don't we all?" Yeah, it'll yeah. happen after yeah. after the success of Luke Cage and the upcoming Defenders. That that is definitely a thing. But I believe you have a Valentine's Day sexy shout-out. two very important shout-outs. First, I want to give a very sexy shout-out to, Ooh. I believe, the man who started the sexy shout-out. So Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This might be the two-year anniversary of the sexy shout-out and oh, the goodness. 40th birthday of Johnny C. Blaze. Ooh, Johnny happy Storm, birthday. happy birthday. Happy birthday, Johnny. We love you, man. Uh, much love to all, all of your... OG habits on this show. We, we very much appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a new, very frequent live chatter and uh, a voice of, of positivity. I think it's L. Chance IV. Ooh, hey, baby. That's a tricky name, but... Uh, but not I'm, too tricky for us. I need an IV after. I dehydrated me last night, L. Chance. Oh, oh goodness. And, uh, well, I don't know how many years you are, but they've been enough and they've shaped you well. And Happy birthday. <laughs> You're lovely and mature, baby. So happy birthday, Johnny C. Blaze and L. Chance, and we'll see you next year. Yes, we will. <laughs> Do we have any more shout-outs? <laughs> uh, Pull it together, man. <laughs> uh, I'm still giggly from Thor. We should have done the sex shout-outs pre-Thor, because the Thor made me so giddy. Then the oh. idea of, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can do a sexy shout-out to Thor. Oh, Thor, baby. <laughs> I got brains all over my body. Um, <laughs> You're yeah. worth a the boat. There you go. You're worth a bazillion dollars to me, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, that was uh, quite the end of the show. I want to say to everyone, have a very happy Valentine's Day. Spend it with people you love. Spend it with friends. Spend it with family. And then tomorrow, go buy all the chocolate that's 60% off. Um, <laughs> that is what the holiday's about. Um, do you guys have anything you want to plug before we take off? Uh, well, I say, you know, love for love's sake. Uh, the, the holidays about love, not necessarily a certain type of it. So just love. Love with all your heart and love full bodily. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what else What else can you say? All you need is love. <laughs> love love lifts us up where we belong, you know? <laughs> love uh, is a many-splendored thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Alan just proceeds to quote songs for the next hour. Like, love is all you need. You know? You know. Now, do you believe in life after love? <laughs> tell me, tell me, Koi. Let's get into this. I mean, all we need Let's, is love. Yeah. yeah. Alice, love. for the way you look at me. <laughs> it began as a Hallmark quality. I get holiday. knocked down, then I get up again. Just ran out of love. I had like five songs and ran out of love. Out of the millions of love songs, they're like, no, let's go straight to Chumbawamba. Yeah, let's, go, let's just let's transition go real quick. Yeah. It's like, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, man. Uh, so uh, it began as a Hallmark holiday, but I think love is most important now in these dark times. And yes. we need mm. to make sure that love over wins. Actually, speaking of that, Chris Evans. Chris Evans oh, had that. My God, Chris Evans is Captain America. Chris Evans the other yeah. day, David Duke uh, got on him for being out and about in the town with some beautiful women who are not white, and David Duke was trying to 
shame him on that and talk about why does he hate his own people, hashtag why genocide, and Chris Evans being the actual Captain America (laughs) somehow just said, you know, I don't hate. That's your way. My way is love. And, and, And he even said, you know, Reach out for love yourself. I believe that it's down there underneath, underneath all the anger. anger and fear. And I and I couldn't agree. Uh, I mean, I couldn't agree more. than that, that, that that's Chris a message Evans, for the world. Chris Evans is Captain America, and the way he handles himself on Twitter and public and everything else is is a deity. Uh, so mm-hmm. love, love prevails, and I think it's important that we all uh, embody that every day, not just on Valentine's Day, but on yeah. a day where we can cheesily embody it. And I love cheese. You just go for it, lean into it, be as cheesy as you want, and tell everybody how much you love them because you don't know when it's the last time. So on that note, we will see you guys next week. And this has been Marvel Movie News. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.